Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Or morning. Or night. Talk or wherever the hell you are. Exciting sociologist. And then the third. Be with sociologist so far. Because he's Bengali. And that's why. And this is not really Bengali. And she's not really Indian for that matter. But that's a different matter altogether. You just had to bring it up this time. Just because in the last episode. You hey, our listeners don't things. really know us. Like. Uh, weird spelled name like Anandita Dalu. So they're just like, who are Anandita is a very common Indian name, by the but way. But Dalu isn't. That's a different um, problem altogether. I mean, in 20 no, years, Dalu is also. because when they are studying for the UGC net sociology in 20 or 30 years, they might be have to study Anandita Dalu and her contributions to the work of. Um, to the work of being a, a content critic. I think that's what you'll become famous for. I don't think you'll necessarily think of any new models. But if Yogendra Singh can make you, you can be the female Yogendra Singh. Alec. Haha, very funny. Alright, we are going to start with D.P. Mukherjee, who is a Marxist sociologist. He follows Marx, but it's ironical because half of the time he's He's trying to balance it out and he's like, okay, we're going to uh, follow the Marxist perspective and we're going to try and be Marxist. But then he just goes and like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to look at everything. We're not going to radicalize anything. We're just going to be on safe grounds and we're going to play it safe. And we're going to only look at dialectical materialism. Okay. I don't know what dialectical materialism is yet, but... Um, yeah, you'll know um, that later. Yeah. What does the DP stand for? Let's start there. DP starts with Durjati Prasad Mukherjee. Um, he's a Bengali. Um, he's popularly known as DP Mukherjee, clearly. And he's one of the founding fathers of sociology in India, which is very, very funny because he... I'm starting to hear this. Like M.N. Srinivas is a founder of sociology. Yeah, Who they is the founder? all this part of the same club basically they were all they would all sit together and be like okay we are going to be the ones who are going to be the pioneers in Indian sociology to help with everyone else we are not letting anyone else in yeah, it seems to have worked that point, because, yeah. also at that point I think anyone who just knew sociology or understood the word sociology <laughs> became big because it was so new in more India. likely theory. <laughs> yeah and that's exactly who DP Mukherjee is basically uh, because he did not study sociology at all. He did his MA in economics and history. Um, and after that, he joined Lucknow University as a lecturer in economics. Lucknow University. Economics where everyone else seems to have gone. Yeah, and that's where he basically met Radha Kamal Mukherjee and that's how he became friends and he got more interested in sociology through that. Um, after that, after a few years, he even if became... If I remember a... correctly, Radha Kamal was more into the structure functionalism school. So that didn't influence him at all, clearly. No, he, di- he didn't go into that. That's You know why? Because nah. he, he studied economics, right? And Marx plays a very important role in economics as well. Um, that's why whatever he's picked up from Marx isn't radical per se, because he's looking at looking at it from an economics point of view he's he's looking at 
the historical perspectives he's looking at dialectical materialism he 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 doesn't think of true once back in the day the guys were just able to switch fields like it meant nothing like to so an economic background and suddenly one day like okay now I'm a sociologist i'm not going to comment on that right now because we're sort of sailing in the same boat so i'm not going to comment on that one um <laughs> coming back so he was the visiting professor of sociology at the in- international institute of social studies um after which from lucknow he became the chair of economics at aligarh university hey aligarh that's where ah uh, mckim was oh yeah dubey was also there exactly yeah so that's where he spent most of his life after which he became the first president of indian sociological conference and that's Ooh. how he actually became very very famous and he's mostly known for the way he taught and less of for being a scholar um he was not known for uh, pioneering some terminology or you know coming up with a concept or being that academician yeah he was more so he had no concept more... of his own yeah um, i was studying him this is why i was yelling at you before we started the podcast right why am i doing this i have no interest in doing this right now but well we are doing it anyway and because ugc net apparently cares about him yeah he's not one of the fundamental uh, scholars in the list though it's just that he comes up a lot in the options just like marriott he, he just comes up a lot and that's why we think it's important to know him so that in the process of elimination we know how to eliminate dp mukherjee <laughs> <laughs> the only reason we learn about dp mukherjee is to... that could be the that could be the tagline for this episode learn about dp mukherjee so you know how to eliminate him. the options <laughs> so mostly he's more greater importance was given to his lectures than his writings he had a total of 19 books out of which 10 were written in bengali and 9 in english um his career as an intellectual basically included his contributions as a teacher what he did in the classroom the lectures he took what whatever he spoke about so he is more known for explaining concepts in sociology and he actually even wrote a book called um, concepts in sociology i'll tell you the exact name of the book in a minute once i find it i have it written down i have it written down somewhere i'll come back to it later all right and he was acknowledged as a marxist um although he did not as i said he wasn't looking at the radical methods that marxist looked at he followed more of the dogmatic marxist perspective so he looked at the indian culture indian history from a dialectical point of view and he basically studied collectivism and individualism nationalism colonialism modernity and everything from how marxist looked at dialectical materialism so basically I from think, a very um, historical point of view this is a very important because if i remember one question from practicing for papers for ugc net it they always ask who had a dialectical approach so 
and definitely this can always be mapped to DP Mukherjee because I remember this question constantly coming up, especially in the match. The following question: the company, uh, they always ask um, who's approach will dialectical, and this is not a word we've seen with any other Indian sociologist so far. So the answer is always going to be DP. Interesting, but again, it's not his own term. The term, like you said, borrowed from Marx, but. And basically, so like I said in the earlier chapter, I'm going to talk about the armchair so- scholar, D. P. Mukherjee was that his contributions to sociology and social on- anthropology, although try to highlight empiricism, they speak nothing about empiricism. Like he 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 does not do any field work whatsoever. Everything that he's ever written or ever spoke about. are things that have already been spoken about so he he is more of a person who can really explain concepts very well now as i said he wrote um, 19 books 10 in bengali and 9 in english some of his famous books are literally basic concepts in sociology it's like a textbook he's written and um, personality and social sciences uh, he also speaks uh, he also has a book on modern indian culture and then views counter views um, on the modern indian culture um and diversities he also has a book uh, tagore a study and a book on literally on indian history a study in method and introduction in music which is so weird it's it's again like how gore has his leg in 10 different boats dp mukherjee is exactly that okay um so looking at his books now uh a better way to sort of divide whatever his contributions were to is to put it into eight categories okay these are the eight main categories that he focused on one personality two modern indian culture three traditions four nature and methods of sociology five role of new middle classes Six making of Indian history, seven modernization, and eight music. All right, we're going to first look at personality. He uh, put out this the uh, con. It is not exactly a concept because this is a word that existed otherwise as well. Okay, uh, he with a slight sense of humor propounded the thesis of Purusha. The Purusha is not isolated from society. Uh, and the individual nor is he under the group of uh, under the hold of a group mind so the purusha establishes the relationship with others as an active agent and discharges responsibility so he had he basically talks about how this purusha purusham is a person purusha literally means a person an individual um he has this concept of socialization right he socializes himself so there are different agents active agents to which he discharges his responsibilities all right so um, is this concept something that he originally came up with sort of but again this is not a word that he comes up with right like other sociologists okay. have coined words that didn't earlier exist Purush existed, right? Purush is a man. It existed, um, and what he says is not something new. Others have spoken about it already. Um, mm-hmm. Gore has spoken about it. 
multiple times i think radha kamal also speaks about it to some extent mm-hmm. uh, he also speaks about how um, the western individual man is dominated by the market system right uh, but the indian man is um, influenced by traditions like uh, things that are happening around in the society where, whereas uh, the western man is more individualistic he's talking he he's going to focus more on individual growth whereas and we know that already right in india um, i think every time before we even do something we think 10 times about are baap re society kya bolega society kya karega so any growth that we are looking at is always from a societal point of view even the kind of occupation you would want to choose and if i don't be an engineer or doctor oh my god society kya kahega it's it's so basically society shapes your view then he talks about modern indian culture which again uh talks mostly about the kind of interactions that happen within the traditional culture as well as the modern culture and basically trying to say that modern indian culture is like an extension of your traditional culture like you're not letting go of what was already there you you're just adding to it you're adding additions to it um it was this time that he wrote the book modern indian culture a sociological study which was first published in 1942 and then re- a revised edition was put out in 1947 um over here he also talks about the british rule and how the british rule provided a real turning point to the indian society and how the middle class helped in consolidation of british rule in india and he later sort of um, looks at the vision of india and how it was a peaceful progressive india born out of union of diverse elements of distinctive regional cultures um he denied that he was a marxist by the way it was around this time when he was writing uh, culture a sociological study that he denied that he was a marxist he claimed to be only a marxologist now what that means mm-hmm. i have no clue if if you have you can add to that uh, I, a marxist who is also a sociologist a marxologist thank you good night <laughs> <laughs> okay he he also believed that the national movement was anti intellectual and although generated idealism and was more moral basically so he 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 wasn't in favor of the national movements at that point um he also said that modernization is a process of expansion elevation revitalization of uh, traditional values and cultural patterns he very oriented towards um, highlighting culture. tradition and yeah. culture of the indian society exactly which brings us to tradition how he understood tradition okay so for him uh, tradition or he would specify as parampara is is basically he a actually succession. said parampara yes he exactly oh, man, he said so parampara yeah, yeah, so i well love in, tradition um making like a kavan jo movie he said that tradition was a succession 
of itihas or history so basically um tradition is a source and there are different statement stages or mythical heroes that play a role to this uh, tradition okay so he says that tradition uh, is an act of conserving you're conserving the knowledge that is there whatever you know and it's this knowledge that's also being passed right um so it's not stuck in one place right so it's basically tradition is carrying the history forward um like for example us celebrating any sort of a festival yeah even though probably my generation doesn't understand a lot of things but we still do these right it's because we are carrying so understanding of social change and social process is attributed to traditions being carried forward basically yeah basically hmm we don't know where i stand on that the idea that we carry on uh, social like social change is generated largely because traditions change and that social processes are the outcomes of traditions in themselves interesting and interesting. he thought that personal experiences through tradition or what he called anubhava is um, a revolutionary principle and it was first put in the upanishads and basically personal experience of the same founders of different sects or pants soon blossom forth into collective experiences producing change in prevailing socio religious order basically so the idea that social <clears throat> experiences produce indian traditions that impact indian society exactly right and he said that the strength of indian traditions lies in the crystallization of values emerging from the past happenings in the life habits and emotions of men and women so he is definitely not going to not and talk about the westernization and um, foreign culture impact in india because he claimed that indian society is founded on indian traditions yep pretty much um moving ahead because unlike marx focusing on the um production and the homogeneity of production means he's focusing on the of association most marxist approaches would focus on the idea of proletariat uh, and abujois and the sort of associating but his associations formation is not made based on economics alone and for that reason i think in marxologists and not and necessarily as they are they say would be marxist right because yeah, they are yeah, this is a perfect marxist yeah. okay mm-hmm. um dp also i love how i just call him dp now <laughs> he's he's dp for me okay nice. um dp also gave a classification of indian traditions under three heads primary secondary and tertiary so the primary traditions are primordial and authentic to indian society secondary traditions were given second ranking when the muslims arrived in the country and then the tertiary is when basically uh, it was a mix of british hindus muslims all these traditions became a big khichdi so he said the first and most pure is when it was just the hindus then came the muslims mixed it up a little and then the real khichdi happened when the british came 
Nice. I love it. He's the kind of guy who would talk about uh, who would talk about what I said in the last podcast. The idea these foreigners don't understand India. Only Indians yeah. can understand. Because, I mean, you talk, it's exactly like what you're saying, right? Indian traditions are formed from Indian personal experiences. So foreigners have their own personal experiences and they can't contribute to Indian traditions. Therefore, they can't contribute to Indian society. Very true. All right. So then we are moving into the nature and method of sociology. This is what he wrote about, actually. And funny thing is, he was trained as an economist, right? So his understanding and his way of looking at society is not similar to Goresh, Shrinivas, because they actually went abroad and studied sociology. This guy studied economics. And we all know how economists are. Anyway. Hey. Um, <laughs> by the way, Alex has an NET in economics as well. So you can always get him to uh, do podcasts on economics and NET. But anywho. Yes. Because I remember everything I studied for that exam. Mm, he probably does. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So over here, he tries to understand social reality. And he says that social reality has many and different aspects uh, in traditional and future. Someone yeah. else talked about social realities. Just can't remember who for the life of me. You can see my blank face right now. That's how much we prepped. So, <laughs> yeah. If it Whenever we me, figure I'm that out, out. We'll, we'll remind you. Okay, uh, I can just see Alrex Googling it right now. So I'm not Googling it. I'm checking my notes. <laughs> no, you're not. Your notes are not on your laptop. And I know that. I don't know that. But I do and I'm telling them. So, hey. Okay. Um, to understand the social reality, uh, one should have a comprehensive and synoptic view of one, the nature of interactions of its various aspects, to the interplay of its tradition and the forces leading to change future. Yeah, that's about it. I, I made it sound like there were like three, four, but there were just like two points to it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that. Um, so the kind of interaction and the interplay that it is between tradition and how the changes in future happen. So he also said that the first task of sociology is to understand the specific. Where are you going? You just walked in. Hey. <laughs> I just got up and walked away. I'm Come so back. By Deep Mukherjee, that I'm now moving around. Great. Anyway, I'm going to ignore Alex and continue. Um, the first task of sociology is to understand the specific nature of forces that sustain a particular society over the time. So for that, this reason, DP stresses that sociologists of India must understand the nature of tradition which has conserved Indian society for centuries. Mm-hmm. So again... Mm-hmm. So we're just circling around the fact that he cannot look beyond tradition. So anything that you see which has to do with Indian tradition, you know it's D.P. Mukherjee. Okay? I'm sorry, I know you don't like him, but I sort of agree with one point. That disapproving, disapproving look. You know, when Weber wrote his book on uh, the Protestant spirit and the spirit of capitalism, one of the biggest problems I had with the book was that Marx Weber is not Protestant, right? So you're trying to understand 
uh, and you're trying to analyze and do these ethnographic studies without really understanding what it means to be. And then one of the problems I have with uh, foreigners studying Indian traditions is that you can do an ethnographic study and you can do analysis, but don't understand Indian tradition from a fundamental until you're Indian yourself. And you know what? I know, is, and Deepu Mukherjee is propagating that idea, the idea that Indian Indian. So to understand India, you need to be Indian and to, to um, fully uh, understand the sociology of India, you first need to be Indian. And I, I, I agree that. to that. I, I completely agree to that. That's not why I have a problem with Deepu. That's not at all okay. the reason why I have a problem with DP. <laughs> I just have a problem with DP because, again, like he was an armchair scholar. That's what I have a problem with. While you completely understand I... Indian tradition and blah, 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 he didn't exactly get out and study caste fr- firsthand either. Um, so mm-hmm. he, he also speaks from a very Brahminical perspective. He's talking about traditions being passed on Again, from a Brahminical perspective, we're, we're looking. He's looking at traditions from uh, Hindu scriptures, but again, when we, when you're trying to talk about, he's not talking about caste and stuff as much. He's just talking about tradition and how tradition is passed on. Uh, so that's where my problem lies with him. Like being a Marxologist, he could have done so much more in explaining caste and class. If he put this, these same logics to that, he, we'd have better understanding of caste probably. But he didn't. He chose to sit at home. <sighs> okay. Anyway, um, coming ahead, he also had a lot of problems with the Marxists that studied India, right? And he gave three, three reasons why he did not agree or he had problems with Marxists. One, the Marxists would analyze everything in terms of class conflict. But in our society, class conflict has for a long time been covered by caste traditions and the new class relations have not yet sharply emerged. Again, we have to be cognizant about the fact that he was talking about this at a time when we did not have this globalization and industrialization so this class conflict was not as prevalent at that time you'll see that now but it it wasn't there at the beginning that's why it makes sense at that point when he was talking about it two many of them are more or less ignorant of the socio-economic history of india and that's so hypocritical of him saying that because he himself hasn't really gone out to see the socio-economic history of India either. Okay. Indian. So he understands the socio-economic history. I'm still on board with this idea. The idea that because he's Indian, he can understand the socio-economic dynamics of India. Okay, so you're disapproving. I'm going to. <laughs> Ambedkar is rolling in his grave right now. Okay. Anyway. Uh, and the third and last one, the way economic pressures work is not that of mechanical force moving a dead matter. Traditions have great powers of resistance. 
चेंज ऑफ मोड ऑफ प्रोडक्शन में ओवरकम दिस रेजिस्टेंस बट अ स्पीड चेंज ऑफ दिस नेचर मे बी अचीव बाई वायलेंट रेवल्यूशन It's funny because all this while he's rejected it, and now he's talking about revolution, which is just weird. And ah, this man confuses me. Okay, um, he emphasizes that it is the first and immediate duty of the Indian sociologists to study Indian traditions. This is like, again, it's the same, same thing again and again and again. Um, also, he rejected positivism of Western. So I think we can answers. sort of sum up D. P. Mukherjee in three or four ideas. first that he will always look at traditions as a theoretical framework of social change and why do things occur in society why is indian society the way it is can largely be understood if we first understand indian traditions number 2 it is the job of sociologists while analyzing indian sociology to study it from a perspective of tradition and culture because ignoring those and trying to understand the impacts of thing other things like i mentioned you asked me try to understand the impact of westernization things like are, are not um, going to be the thing i noticed is that even though he may have commented on caste he did not really understand the permeation uh, of caste and its its impact on insighty whether he tries to being brahmanical that i'm assuming that he is uh tries to sort of look at the impact of tradition and how it is unifying the country and fourth and perhaps very interesting he has a dialectical approach to understanding sir and we all know that when it comes okay we don't all know it but the idea of a dialectical approach is basically the idea that dialectical approach you are looking at the discourses involved right the two a two points of view and in the dialectical approach you basically the subject of view and the different point of view he's trying to uh, try and approach what everybody else is studying about in society is the tradition and cultural aspect comment on what everyone else is commenting on on caste and social stratification he's starting commenting about the importance of and that's why he's almost sounding like <laughs> right you all people should be studying sociology this way I think he's uh, more important than you made him out to be. But yes, issue with him because he's saying all this sitting in his high horse, okay, his high chair at Lucknow University, arm and chair. you know, his armchair, his high armchair at Lucknow University at Aligarh, and um, making these comments. So yeah, he doesn't have the ethnographic or on backing to his theories. Doesn't necessarily mean he's wrong. Um, so. That's all I have to say, DP Mikaji. I'm okay with DP. DP is fine with me. DP DP has passed my vibe check. Yeah, we're gonna have this discussion later, privately. Oh well. <laughs> For now, GN to DP. That was just didn't work out. Good night. Good night, and stay tuned for the next session, which is going to be on A R Desai. Woohoo!